Ah, good to be back. The Hoot Call episode 17. We're rolling. We're rolling. First, it's got a drop though. Let's do it. Ah, love it. Favorite time of the week. Welcome to the Hoop Call, the UK voice for all things NBA. You're listening to the Doc Executive Producer. And we've got some hot takes for you guys today. Remember to get involved. 07379481528. Just put that in your phone and just WhatsApp us. Voice note, we got you. Podcast at thehoopcall.com for emails. And at the Hoop Call on socials. So we've got you covered all the way around. Let's bring in the rest of the Fab Four. Who's going to set me off today? Tobes, I feel it's a classic, so hit us with that classic talk. Howdy, all my gentlemen. Howdy, all my people. How are we doing? Ready for another classic. There we are. That's certified. K-Dot, shout out Hoop Nation. Hoop Nation. Stand up. There they are. Right. K-Dot's trim is fresh. The government has ended lockdown-ish. K-Lot's trim is... I haven't seen his trim like this in in months. Oli Oli the kid, say what up. He's still struggling, but... Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. I haven't had a chance to get to the barbers barbers yet. It's been four months since it's trim. That's why you normally see me wearing a hat. But yeah, yeah, thanks for having us back. Another, Another classic. There we are, boys. Firstly, breaking news as we record this. LaMarcus Aldridge has retired. Um, owing to a heart condition he had called Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. Um, he's, from what I've read, he tried to have it treated multiple times throughout his career. But by the sounds of it, just at this stage of his career, you know, the money he's made um, and the stage that he's in, I think he just thought the risks of having any heart problems outweigh any, you know, benefits. And that includes probably winning a chip. So that's how serious it must have been when he had those feelings of um, his heart beating in his chest. So shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, K-Dot, I don't know if you've got a few words to say. He's been a spur. I mean, you haven't been that complimentary of him throughout his career, but he's a decent player. Um, he was a very good centre in his day. It was amazing on the Blazers when he came to the Spurs. There was a lot of buzz. Um, but he had an amazing career. He's been a wonderful servant to the Spurs. And um, I wish him best. Wish him all the best for the, for the next state chapter in his life, really. Yeah, Lamarcus, respect, respect. All right, let's get to it. Um, I don't know where to start. I don't know if to go east or west this week. Um, I've got a lot of opinions on both sides to get through. Um, someone choose for me, and I'll drop the music. Go west. I think we went east last time. Okay. There we are. Thank you. Well, Smith had to drop it. Let's find the list. So the West, the West is stabilised as we know. Utah Jazz, we're getting towards the end. They are still the number one seed. The Phoenix Suns just refuse to go anywhere. Second seed. LA Clippers in third. Denver Nuggets three games back from them in the fourth seed. My Lakers in fifth. That is, that's stressful. Portland Trailblazers in the sixth seed. Dallas Mavericks in the seventh seed. And the Memphis Grizzlies in the eighth seed. Fair play to all those guys. Fair play to all those guys. Where's my applause? They deserve it. They deserve it, to be fair. The Western Conference is, is a beast. Now, boys, a couple of things I want to talk about, yeah. But firstly, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets. 
another injury. Remember when? Remember when? Uh, the episode after the All Star break, when I said to you guys, the biggest storyline in the second half of the season is going to be injuries. I, I knew it was going to happen, and more and more injuries are coming up. Jamal Murray ACL tear; he's out for a year, um, and that's big for the Denver Nuggets. Um, I've been obviously a little bit critical of, of Jamal Murray, but he is a half decent player, and you know if you've got Bubble Murray, Bubble Murray, or Playoff Murray. That could be something for that team. Because obviously there's some bad parts about it, but, you know, there's always opportunities. Who wants this? Uh, yeah, I think, um, obviously, before before Murray's injury and sort of after they signed Aaron Gordon, um, in, that, in that sort of like 10-game stretch, uh, they were 8-2. They were um, you know, so I think they lost them, to, like the Warriors and the, yeah, to the Warriors and the Celtics. And they looked like a... I don't know, like, like a sneaky contender um, for the title. They, you know, they've got, in my opinion, at the moment, front runner for MVP in Nikola Jokic, um, Michael Porter Jr. He's just, he's, he's just a walking bucket at the moment. You know, he's just, even though every time I watch him play, it hurts me um, to see he's not in a Clippers, <laughs> Clippers jersey. But um, yeah, and, and Murray, Murray was playing really well also, and um, I don't see who replaces his point like the points that he that he brings um because one thing with with denver is their their bench options are, are in comparison to some of the other title contenders are, are quite it's quite yeah it's it's not really depth, depth wise it's not very good obviously they lost you know jeremy grant as well so i i don't see who comes in and and, and gets that because i don't i don't think it's, it's aaron gordon either who can do that K-Dot, do you think this is a uh, a nail in the coffin to the Nuggets' chances? Because I genuinely, the Aaron Gordon trade, as much as I was critical of it, I kind of it got me believing a little bit. You know, I got I was thinking, you know what, they're, with with the Joker, they're as good as any. But I don't know. Yeah, no, think. I think so too. And the fact is, is that he hasn't really done that well this this season anyway. So I'm not sure um, how how he was going to perform in the playoffs. So actually, I still think there's still a threat. Um, Oli had did say that they're not that deep um, coming off the bench, but I think they can give uh, anyone a, a stiff test. Um, and actually, they need to have a, a sort of next man up mentality anyway. Yeah, so that's true. All champions that. need that. Yeah. So I think some someone needs to take that that mantle that Jamal Murray has has left and really step up. And I do, I do, I do think behind um, Jokic and Aaron Gordon and um, Paul Millsap coming off the bench these days. I think they're as good as anybody. Tobes, K-Dot said it. Next man up. Who's the next man up for this team? Well, I think I think the boys summarised it pretty well. Um, there's not going to be one person who takes the workload. It's going to be have to be by committee, I think. Um, they took the heat down yesterday, and it was a pretty good example of, I think, where it's going to go. It was quite evenly distributed. Uh, Monte Morris, Monte Morris stepped into the starting guard role. Uh, he's actually been oh, quite a solid he? player. Nice. I'd have Laos Campazzo, who's also a bit of a spark plug to remain with the second unit, which I think is good. That that should be his bread and butter. Um, but in terms of actually making the next step up, all lies now on MPJ. He's a scorer by heart, a scorer by definition. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity for him to really seize it by the reins and step it up. He dropped a nice 25 and 10 against the the heat last night. Really good shooting, good efficiency. So I think he needs to take a step up and really absorb a lot of points. Um, Gordon 
still play your role, still like actually do your defensive stuff. But just if he can just creep into double figures more regularly, that would also help. So it's going to be like a little pitch in here. There. And the biggest thing in the playoffs will be Nikola Jokic now with a bit more edge. Like yeah, the thing everyone yeah. likes about the Joker is he plays laissez-faire, you know? It's he all, plays with his slippers on. It's, you it's know so I mean? good it's to watch. Chill, it's so good like, to watch. The franchise needs you now, bro. So he needs to come with a bit more edge. Still do your triple doubles, still facilitate, still run like run the offense, but also get more consistently into that latter 20, 30 point region because that's the only way your team's still going to make noise. But in, in essence, by committee, and I want MPJ to step up. Yeah, I, it's a tough one for me because I think that Jamal Murray... End of the day, he's a starting level NBA guard playing with a superstar. That is a great combo. You need that in playoff basketball. As critical as I am of him, he can get his own shot. He's a competent player and he's proven in the postseason. He, he, for some reason, he just loves it. Maybe it's because you can just folk hone in on one team, hone in on one weakness. You know, certain players just take to the postseason. So I think he's going to be a miss. But sometimes with me in these situations, I get excited to see who can step up. MPJ, this could be his time to just, to, you know, I don't know, I don't know how actually how old he is, but, you know, our 25 under our twenty five under 25 list, those type of things when we're talking about, you know, you're talking about the future hits, the changing of the guard. He's not quite in that conversation. But, you know, a nice postseason, you know, that'll be, will be, would, would be brilliant for him. I was hoping a couple other people would step up as well, you know, you know, maybe a Paul Millsap and uh, Will Barton. Not in terms of, okay, you can't, can get loads of points, but just providing an edge and a grit. I'm glad you used that word, Tobes, because the Nuggets, they're kind of, you know what they remind me of? Do you remember that Southampton team a while ago, ages ago, when they had Luke Shaw, they had Lana, they had this, that and the other, and they were a good team, but they were known as the little kind of pretty boy English English boys and could only get so far, yeah? And all the players had to go on their way. Weirdly remind me of them in that they're just, I don't know, everyone kind of likes them, but they ain't got no, you respect the Joker, but are you scared of him? Are you like, no, Joker's going to stomp my stomp my team in a series? Probably not. So I'd love to see, you know, Joker just dominate a series, 30 plus points, 10 assists, nine rebounds, you know, PR 29 and take someone down. So there's opportunities for other people to step up. And yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Second thing I've got to say regarding the Western Conference. I know we spoke about him last week. Um, but that's the thing about the NBA. <laughs> Things could change so much in a week. Last week, I was very, I pushed the panic button on Golden State Warriors, didn't I? And I, to be fair, I was respectful to, to Steph. But I was also like, you know, maybe he needs to step up this, that, and the other. This week, uh, where's his numbers? I've got his numbers up here because they're just an absolute, they're just offensive. Um, yeah, I've got some I've got some from here as well. Check this, check this, yeah. Last five games, he's averaging 41 points. But he's, <laughs> he's averaging 41 points, right? Um, <laughs> he's averaging 41 points. He's averaging 60% from the field. He's averaging 55% from free as well and obviously 92% from the from the free throw line with all his usage he's only averaging three turnovers a game as well um he is a beast congratulations to him 
on becoming the Warriors' all-time leading scorer. Um, normally, we, we've we've had this conversation a couple of times, saying, "Oh, what has Steph? Um, what has he got to prove?" Yeah, I'm going to flip it now because you know, obviously, the accolades have been coming in. I've really been thinking about this and hearing it. What has he? What has he got left to achieve? The things he's done. Probably it's one of those when he's playing not great, you're like, oh, but he hasn't done this. But when he's playing well, you get that time to take a breath and appreciate what he's done, the dynasty that he orchestrated. What has he got left to achieve? So not prove, as in, you know, what what we kind of think. Is there anything left he can really achieve at this point? I, I can't see anything, but I'll be interested to see if anyone's got anything, any gauntlets to lay down to stuff. He's got nothing to prove to no one, you know. Uh, unanimous MVP cha- championships, and he's dragging his poor ass Warriors team to 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 playoff contentions as well. Anyone else before I chime in? Um, this may sound a bit controversial, but <laughs> I'm not sure whether he's lit up the postseason. Like, I'm not sure whether he's. No, I'm not sure whether he's he's taken over a series, and I thought, wow, like he is. You know, he's unbelievable. I think I, I would like to see that personally. I'm not saying that he... Uh, I'd be nitpicking. I'm just nitpicking, really, because he's ultimately one of the greatest players to ever play the game, whether it's touch, to touch a basketball. So what I'd like to say, that, yeah, that um, I haven't really seen him take over a, a series from start to finish, and he'd be consistently amazing from game one to game seven. K-Dot, I'm going to actually give you a... Because sometimes when I think about it... If you actually just deep it, you can't say, oh, remember that playoff run that Steph had in X year or anything. Or can you? I don't know. Tobes, Tobes has put his hand up. I, I can because he killed, he killed us. He killed the OKC. <laughs> he killed he, he, the, the, the free one comeback, the pull up from half court to kill the game in OKC. That was like, I mean, to be fair, maybe it doesn't spring to you guys' mind because it he shared that he shared that experience with Clay. Like Clay, they, yeah. The, 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 that was like the real coming out of the Splash Bros. Like I, remember, they, I remember game six Clay in that series. Yeah, yeah. But no, Steph was still money. Steph, Steph was still money. Um, I think they had the, um, when it was early, early days, Steph as well with, um, was it with Gilbert Arenas as well? And that's when he sort of really came. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. There's no like, oh, this moment and that moment sort of thing. But I think if, if you deep back at it, it's... Uh, He's, he's he's one of the greatest players in in, in NBA history. He's, he's, and I'm, listen, just, I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point. It don't is nitpicking. It is I've nitpicking. Got one. I've got one. Go on, go on, go on. He, get get more rings. He's on free. Like free is nah. No, Robert Horry's got how many? Free. How many Robert Horry got? You're outrageous. You just go he's free. Got six. Yeah. Six. He's got six. Six. Chilling with six. He's. We know he's great. No, no. We're saying what else can you do? Get more rings. LeBron's been doing same same boat in it like he's just as sick and we're like get more rings bro. <laughs> There's that guy the Warriors has got like free like it's like Jordan Paul. Javel Javel McGee, how many rings he got? Oh, cut. Two. You, mate, this, <laughs> this is outrageous. This is outrageous. This this is the culture these days. Ring, rings are just. No, no, I'm also nitpicking, but legit, like that's all he's got to just keep chasing, just keep chasing more rings. So, so you, when you finish, you he's on free now, totally. More than anyone ever expected for him or that franchise. Right. That's all he has left for me, just to keep going, keep chasing rings. And if maybe if, if you asked him, like, why do you want to keep playing the game? He's not going to be like, 
I want to break X amount of thousands for free. I don't think he'll look at anything individual. He'll just say, I want more rings or I want more team success. So I think that's the only thing left to chase. But I agree with everyone else. Nothing to prove. I actually said that he wanted him his three point, you know, um, how many three points made in a game back from Clay. So I think that's what he chased uh, as well. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny yesterday, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Out. you got 45, 45 <laughs> points in three quarters, isn't it? Again, joke, just a joke. Right, okay, I'll say this, yeah. Having listened to all the all the um, commentary and coverage, he's. I'm going to stop short of using the word divisive, but people do have things to say about him. His legacy is set. His legacy is 100% set, and it's it, his legacy is winning and beyond winning. What I would say is this, right? It is nitpicking. But it's one of those things where when you're in a different tax bracket and your friends are different, you've got different mates, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, when you're, when you're chilling with the billionaires, you know, when you're living in Calabasas, all of a sudden people are judging your car differently. You can't have a fiesta. And I think I actually agree with Kader on this, that if there's one thing maybe to add to his legacy, so to speak, it would be a legendary postseason run that he defines it's not really his fault necessarily, but like his one against LeBron, you know, the one they won against LeBron. It was kind of like everyone talks about that as the one LeBron would have won if Kyrie and Kevin Love were healthy. Then he's got the two with KD where it was just all about KD, this and the other. There's not one year you can say, OK, this is all about Steph. Steph just rolled through um, the, the postseason. He made the heroic shots. It's about him. The narrative's about him. He's finals MVP, you know, when you go back and look at um, his career, that was the season, that was the time. Um, I suppose he's got his unanimous MVP season that kind of balances that out. Um, but obviously then he, he lost the finals. So that would be, that's nitpicking, but that's a gauntlet I'd lay down to, to Steph. And to do it post KD would be great as well. You know what I mean? To take them to one more post dynasty. Just got a quick question. That's all for the, for all of you lot. Um, Obviously, this obviously currently um, the Golden State Warriors are in the ninth seed. Would you just sit Steph for the rest of the season and potentially, (laughs) and potentially, you could potentially get two first round picks in the lottery this year? And you know, Clay Thompson's going to come back. (laughs) Clay's coming back healthy. You know what? You know. You know when you're watching the WWE and, and the tag team partner just spears the <laughs> spears the other guy, or or or, or, or proper betrays him or something. That's me, mate. That's me and you celebrating in the ring, and I stun you out of nowhere. Fudge you, man. Nudge Absolutely not. No, but then you, but, no, no. But you did. You, but last week we were talking about not closing your championship window. Don't you think like this year's a kind of a, it's a done deal? They're they're not gonna. In the spirit of competition, yes, you know, if they make it to the playing tournament, wonderful. But if they if they are in a playing tournament, why can't they? Why can't Steve Kerr just play the youngsters, do do, do some actual coaching, and then you know sit Steph and then bro, they did that last year. year. They did that last year. They just sacked it off for him. He, he injured his hand. He was supposed to be out twelve weeks, and he was like, "Yeah, he's out the season." I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What happened there?" <laughs> he just dipped. Oh no, K dot. You don't um, think so? Absolutely not. Absolutely, one hundred percent not. Um, I love how you've said in the spirit of competition. Fair enough. As if, as if, <laughs> like, like, it's, that's not, not the what point. they're meant to do. 
absolutely not. The guy's getting paid 40 million a year. You know, we're going to come back to this because um, I've got a few things to say about the regular season. Um, thank you very much for bringing it up, KDOT. Um, appreciate it. I think you set the scene going forward. Right, let's head east. Let's discuss. Okay, so Eastern Conference standings, really important. Um, in the first seed, the Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn in two, the Milwaukee Bucks in three, the Atlanta Hawks in fourth, Boston Celtics continue their up and down season, now in fifth seed. The New York Knicks, they're still about sixth seed. Miami Heat struggling a little bit. And lost a couple on the bounce in the seventh seed and the Charlotte Hornets at 500 in the eighth seed. So well done to all them. Tobes, just to let you know, Washington now are only one game back from the from the playing. From me cussing. I mean, I had that take where I said they could make it. Then I was like, that was a horrible take. <laughs> and then I almost wanted to push the panic button on the Toronto Raptors. And now they're still in, they're still in the, with a run of making this. Uh, and on piggybacking off that, I wanted to p- talk about, um, we were talking about who won trades last week and we were all pretty gassed about the Vucevic thing. The Bulls have been dire, man, since the guy came. Dire. I, and I know sometimes you want, uh, you need some time to gel, but his actual individual figures are playing all right. Zach Levine's playing all right, but the Bulls, man, they got to be, they're, they're scared because they're the ones who who will lose out to Toronto Wizards. The yeah, way it's they'll, going. Be, they'll be gutted because they, they made that trade to kind of solidify their run. Exactly. Um, so they're exactly. so, so they're going to be guys. So we'll keep an eye on that, right? I wanted to discuss this. Okay, so I my plan was to come on here and discuss a fantastic game between the one seed and the two seed in the East, the Seventy Sixers and the Nets who played last night. Brooklyn, I'm officially done with you, lot man. I've tried to be neutral ish. Tried not to be salty, but for me, um, you're villains for me now. So they rested KD. They rested Blake Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Um, Harden is, he's kind of injured. He's not actually injured. There's nothing on the scan, but they're basically giving him some downtime to try and rehab the hamstring. And Kyrie, the only star they started with, had, I think, 38 or something, right? And they sat him for the last eight minutes, even when their team pulled to within three of the of the 76ers. Absolute, total, utter disrespect for the regular season, for the competition, and for the 76ers. And I'm I'm not accepting any any excuses for that. I thought that was just crap, man. Even if you don't care about the regular season. If there's one game, it's like literally the tiebreak, potential tiebreaker game with the only other relevant team in that context. And KD played the game before, day before against the Timberwolves, and they sit him. Pathetic. With all that having been said, I'm not going to say what can we learn from the game. I don't know how much we can learn from the game. But the things around the game I did find interesting. Firstly, from a 76ers point of view, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they've been talking. So Embiid, Embiid basically, he is saying, to cut a long story short, he's saying that his game has been as dominant as Shaq and he feels he plays similar to Kevin Durant. He feels he plays similar to Kevin Durant in that he, you know, he can dominate from anywhere on the court, he can score, you know, he's a versatile scorer, whatever. So he's 
he said two major points. Ben Simmons called himself the defensive player of the year. And he said, listen, I'm not worried. Forget about the Nets. There's only one basketball and they need to play defense. So they've been talking. The Nets in response, I think they kind of tried to spit back in the 76ers face and be like, listen, we don't even care about this game, man. We don't even care about seeding. We'll see you there. What did you guys take from, maybe not the game, but from everything around the game? At this point in the season, how's everyone looking mentally? Are the 76ers really as confident as they're trying to make out? And are the Brooklyn Nets a bit too confident? Probably not, but are they? Kado, I'll bring it to you. What do you reckon? So I think um, it's nothing less than expected from Joel Embiid. He's a confident, confident man. Yeah, he's really, he's really confident. He's, his game does the talking on the on the field on in the court too. So I guess I, there's nothing really anything controversial about what he said. I do think he's dominant. Is he as dominant as Kevin Durant? I don't no, think so. He's not, but is he gassing? I think he's just he, gassing, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I think to, for you to get to that level, I think you need to you need to you need to have ultra self confidence anyway. Um, back to Ben Simmons and what he said. I mean, I think it's. I, I like to see rivalries. To be fair, um, just spent the NBA just gives another gives, gives the NBA another layer of uh, complexity. He can't be saying about, nothing so. until, until he's got a J. He can't be talking to, to, to <laughs> offensive juggernauts and, like and, those and three. Yeah, man. He's a sure man, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's oh, he he this conversation oh, last don't week. Start. If he, maybe, if yeah, he if. A J. I said until, didn't I? What's all that? Right, we when, when he gets a J, he'll be talk, we talk about him every week on the show. He's six feet under the day he gets a J, you know. You'll be six feet under before he can shoot from six feet. That's 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 a, that's a low. That's Literally. a low. <laughs> okay, you okay, hand on heart. Do you believe that the Sixers believe they can beat the Nets? I think that they do feel like they can beat the Nets. Um, I think, and I don't, and I, and I don't really know how else they could possibly look at it. They have to be competitive. I think that they, they're, they're the first seed, so they should be doing all the talking. They should be saying, you know, we've we've been consistent throughout this year. We've really lost uh, seventeen games. Um, we've got sixty nine percent win percentage. So you should come here and you know you should respect us. And I think that's um. It's testament to them, really. I think Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year. So for him to say that, as arrogant as it seems, why not? I think over the course of history, a lot of NBA players have you know, run their mouth about what they can do and what the other team can't do. So I'm not surprised at all. Tobes, OK, give me the Brooklyn Nets point of view. Like, Are they getting too complacent here? I think what they're doing, I think it is getting a bit silly now. They haven't, they're not even considering trying. Well, I think they already said this doesn't. They're going to get first or second seed, so why push Kyrie? You know, in a in a situation, I know it's not good. I, I know it's not good, and they they don't care because you know, first or second, home or away, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the moment, considering you know the the, the capacity of of the of the stadiums and everything, but. I, 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 they're just they're prep, they're prepping themselves for for the off season. And with Kyrie, you know, he'll, he'll probably disappear for another five games now, and, and, and won't. He's got his cousin's brother's birthday party coming up, but 
but yeah, I think <laughs> I, 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 with, with everything with everything said, I think in in if they play if that was in a seven game series, even without Durant and Kyrie, they probably would they probably would win. Even without Durant and Kyrie. Well, I think on, on that sh- on that showing, I said the shooting shooting was her- horrific um, from from the Nets. Um, turn- massive amount of turnovers as well. I said you 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 play that game seven times, and I don't think I don't think uh, I think the Nets will, will probably win in seven. So Tobes, the Nets are chilling, yeah. You think their actions are justifiable in your eyes? Not, not, not for all of them. Uh, KD, KD just about has the credit in back in the bank for me to to be acting yeah, up and doing what he wants. But even then, easy. it's not good for the game. Uh, the logic you applied at the beginning, like, what are you doing playing the Wolves? Like, he gives a damn about the Timberwolves. Like, just using it as a as a as a practice run. You you practice for a reason to play the to play the the sixes. Literally, like, one, there's like one relevant game left. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe they're getting a bit too big for the boots. Um, I mean, we know we know what they're capable of. They're still everyone's favourites, but I'm with Kareem. I, I I like the hill energy that the Sixers are bringing, like the <laughs> the smack talk, the in your face. Um, it's interesting, Rashid Wallace uh, of the Bad Boy Pistons. He 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 backs them. He backs them, and I think he backs them because he sees a bit of a Bad Boy element to the roster that's developing out in Philadelphia. They've got this kind of narrative working for them, um, where you got the loudmouth piece in Embiid, who probably embodies what Wallace was, uh, and you've got just a really tough, lengthy defensive team. Uh, the biggest question mark is always going to be, can they hang with the Nets in terms of scoring? Uh, but whether or nope. not the All-Stars, whether or not the All-Stars were there or not, what I learned from that game, no one's stopping Joel Embiid except himself. No one. That guy is, he will, he will dominate the Nets. Even with Harden, even with KD, no one is stopping him on that team. So I think, why not come with that confident hill energy? Like start talking smack, Get your Randy Orton on, you know, like just, just, or it's just like co- constantly backing yourself. And the real, the real indicators will be like, can, can the supporting cast around him just step up? The Shake Milton scored 15 yesterday. Tobias Harris got 26, which was nice. Even your boy Ben Simmons got 17, which is like 50 for him. So if he can be, if he can be doing this on a, if he can do that on a regular basis, then why not? I mean, at least we've seen them play consistently. With and without their superstar, for we have not yeah, seen yeah, these guys yeah. still play, and it's yeah, yeah, it's starting to get a little bit whack. This is what if I'm, I'm saying. Nash, I'm like, you got to do something soon, isn't it? It's 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 really it's really 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 irritating. I think Philadelphia's biggest mistake though is calling out Kevin Durant. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Call out the pettiest man in NBA history. You just need to pretend you respect. Oh, he's a great player. You know, really enjoy. It. <laughs> you don't have saw, your fans singing KD sucks. Saw a stat. I don't know. I don't know if someone could confirm this, but I saw that Katie's got more tweets than career points. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That can't be true. But it might be. It might be. In brackets, this was uh, excluding burner phones as well. <laughs> burner accounts. <laughs> See what I mean? You don't. You don't want. But to yeah, put... I, I, you are one hundred percent right there. He is 
world's pettiest man. With we had his, we had the argument with Michael Rapp- uh, Rappaport the, the other one, yeah. the other week. Mate, well, I, Ollie, you forgetting the Patrick Beverly <laughs> situation? <laughs> <laughs> Where literally he like he upped his PER by seven over one game. <laughs> <laughs> just think he like dropped 50 on him the next night yeah mate this guy he's about a foot smaller than him <laughs> oh that was fantastic yeah I think that's a genuine mistake um I hold no hope for anyone in the east but I just was hoping that Brooklyn can at least you know what I mean pretend they respect the competition they respect the, the art form so it irritates me it irritates me it irritates me so much that I'm about to go ham. Now, my issue here, right, stems from the regular season in general. I think the regular season in the NBA has got big issues. And I think this season, with obviously the number of injuries, the, num- the amount of load management, and also the fact that I think the Nets, um, the way they're behaving at the moment, is really undermining it it's not you know it's not against the rules or anything but in general like when was the last like big big game you saw against you know with mammoth superstars actually just being up for a game really good game it's like something's wrong with the regular season um so I thought you know let's have let's have an argument I'm gonna put it out there straight away I don't like this playing game um I don't like the playing game I don't see the point in it there's 72 games to prove your worth in this league and then you want to do a play-in for the 10th seed in a league where over half the teams make the playoffs anyway. You don't even need a... You probably don't even need a 500 record to make the playoffs. And then they're doing this play-in game. Waste of time. And again, just further... I suppose it depends how you look on it, look at it. But for me, it undermines the regular season. For you, I know some of you guys think um, that it adds a bit more juice to the regular season. But what I want to know is what are your thoughts on this damn playing game and how would you change the regular season to make it more interesting? I'm going to start with Tobes because me and Tobes have argued about this already at one point this year off camera where I was very vehemently against the playing game. And Tobes, as usual, was more pragmatic about it. So Tobes, the floor is yours, my good friend. I get it. I get. I get why um, you may not be a fan. I mean, Luca and Cuban said their piece as well about the Mavs, but they didn't say anything yep, last they did. year, did they? When it was being talked about, so kind of live by the sword, die by the sword, right? It's like everyone else is doing the same thing. So, um, and, and an interesting way to look at it is maybe, maybe they should never have called it the play-in tournament. Just call it the part of the playoff process. You know, it's, it's all about mindset how you look at it. Mm. Um, I think I think you yeah. could I think the idea and concept is still good because it, it the weight of the games makes it more fun. It makes it more like a cup run, right? Like the weight of it is better. So I don't think you should get rid of the play-ins. You should keep it. But what I do agree with you is reduce the regular season games. So, so, it's what's it what's it what it's doing is it's adding gravitas of the playoffs just earlier for for the fans. So you, it's it's kind of I think it is a good move. Um, and uh, it helps fan bases and it and it doesn't promote tanking to an epic degree, you know. So I think there's, I see it in, in more of a prose in that way. I do get your point about the um, 
the 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 uh the overcooking of games and even recently GMs recently uh I read an article on Bleacher that a lot of a lot of the GMs are really not unhappy with the amount of games uh, right now because it is causing and leading to injuries. So I think keep the playing tournament, let it carry the weight of it, but then also reduce the other regular season games. Okay, okay, all right, okay. I'll 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 see what the others have to say first before I respond. Who wants next? Yeah, I I I, I agree with with Toby. Um, I do think the amount of games is is a bit over excessive. Maybe bring it down to. I don't know, even sort of like 16 sort of thing. But I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I like, I like the idea of the, of the, of the playoffs. Um, but the playing tournament, should I say? But yeah, no, I, I, I like the idea. I, I, but I do understand from the team's perspective as to why, why they don't like it. But, um, cause I think it was, I can't remember who it, who it was came out and says it's, you know, it's, he's just main, it's just to, a, a money, a money making thing, but it, it, the games are exciting. It is more, there is more to play for. Um, but yeah, I think as you sort of alluded to earlier, you know, you've got X amount of games to prove that you are, um, you know, playoff, playoff contenders. So you know what, what, I mean? what is the, what is the point of it basically? that's what that's what frustrates me that's what frustrates me it's like i'm looking at the eastern conference right chicago obviously playing terrible have won 40 percent of their games would you would you think it sort of down de- devalues the um the, the playoffs a little bit now? yeah it, de- it, devalue, it devalues the playoffs um and it i mean the playoffs will always end up being all right because the cream will rise to the top the, the standard will go up but i just think that obviously something Something that's exclusive, there's scarcity involved. You know, if you, if you're taking the top ten teams, you might as well just take all the teams at that at that point. You're not you're not trying to discern quality. You're just trying to get more games for money. As I said, the Chicago Bulls or the Raptors or Wizards can get in with winning forty percent of their games, so less than half. I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, Kato, what do you reckon, mate? And I was going to start by saying that Mark Cuban actually voted for the playing tournament. So he's in favour of doing it last season. It's only now that he's sort of complaining that his team could potentially get, get, get into the... I speak to you every day on the phone and you have said to me, the strongest thing a man can do is change his mind. That's yeah, no, no, 100, and that's fine. Maybe maybe it's not working for him this year. But if you don't like the playing tournament, we'll get a sixth seed. That's, that's how I look at it. That's such a career. If you don't like it, then make sure your team is, <laughs> make sure your team is uh, good enough so they don't have to worry about it. Make it a non-factor. Um... And fundamentally, leave those, leave these other couple of teams to scrap for it. And when you, and when the, uh, and when you, if you come up a, a play, uh, when you come up to play a playing tournament team, beat them <laughs> and send them home. I think that um, I can see both sides of the of the argument, but I have to side with you. I do agree with you that yes, it does kind of undervalue the the whole concept of the playoffs in general. Um, but I read a stat. I read a stat um, which was quite interesting was is that last season on average per week there was 3.42 games uh, a week uh, this season there was 3.60 uh, and then after and post the all-star break has ticked up to 3.75 okay so it's not a huge difference in relation to how many games were played last year to this year so I'm not sure whether it, it just magnified this year just based on the, the circumstances, etc. And maybe um, it feels like there's a lot more games on. 
actually there isn't that much of a difference so i just thought i'd just uh add that in there no it's, it's interesting actually because yeah when you actually look at the numbers the numbers aren't that different um only thing i'd say is with with statistics small differences obviously compound over larger um over larger sample sizes so you know it's per week but then you add you know per team and how many weeks you know it might, it might add up um for that individual you know especially if you like break it into maybe not games, but minutes the players are playing, you know, whatever load management things they use. But it, you, you make a good point. Um, you've heard my opinion on the playing tournament. Here's some ideas i got. You know, you know, I'm like, I'm always Mr. Ideas, right? Um, it could be either one of these or a combination of these. But firstly, I think you need a minimum 500 record to get into the, to get into the playoffs. You can't like, you can't even, because... You know that that way it it does add a little bit extra for teams to to try and push for certain games. You know, especially when they're maybe between fifty one and forty nine, forty eight. So at least that. Secondly, what I would say is, and this is this is not just me who's been saying this, but order it one to twenty, uh, one to what's it one to sixteen or one to twenty, um, just overall record, and get the crap teams out if you're going to do that. Or, or yeah, so so it would be one to twenty then a play in for those four teams because then again at least you're getting the quality up. Don't don't reward don't reward the worst teams if you know what I mean. So so I, so I think that as well. Another idea I had was switch it to a point system instead of dubs and L's. Yeah, a point system. The reason why I say that is this. What you can then do is you can create like a mid-season cup in which you get more points for winning those games. So you create mini games that have got intrinsically more value within the 72. So it adds extra points to the game and you actually want to win it because maybe if you win the tournament, your points, the amount of points you've got go up and they're one and done games, they're more March Madness. So maybe a lesser team and a one-off during the season can knock off another team. And that could really help your seeding throughout the season. And you do, and you do the final late and that could make a big difference. So again, it just makes, it just makes matches more relevant. And I thought that was a decent idea that, you know, it'll never go through, but just an idea, just an idea nonetheless, which I don't think is crazy. And I think, you know, someone like Adam Silvey is quite forward thinking, wouldn't be too worried about. I don't know what your thoughts are on any of those. The only problem is, is that is if you're in the Eastern Conference and say you're teetering on a 500 team, if you're the owner of that particular team, why would you vote for the 1 to 20 or what is it, 1 to 16? I don't give a <laughs> beep. They, who's telling them to vote, man? Adam Silver, <laughs> come in and do what you want. What are you going to do? You're going to sell the team? You know what I mean? These owners, man, they think they got more clout than they do. What are they going to do? Sell the team? You're going to be, oh, fine, I don't want to play anymore. No, you're going to do what you're told. No one's fumbling the bag. They're rich for a reason because they don't fumble bags like that. They'll do what they're told. If it turned into a five-a-side football tournament tomorrow, they'd still be there. They'd be sending players out. What's there'd be, there'll be an LBJ 14 boot, <laughs> size 26. Trust me. Uh, classic uh, 
mad genius doc mode, isn't it? Coming up with the fresh, the fresh <laughs> ideas. Um, I don't mind the uh, the point system route. Uh, what it, what it is is what you're doing is you're shifting the concept of a playing tournament, <laughs> but earlier. <laughs> so like you're taking the the kind of drama and the weight of a playing tournament, but you're doing it within the regular season, so to speak. Um, I don't mind it because what what it would mean is it if there's a gold rush of points to make it, you would get less people maybe resting. You wouldn't have the cases of the Nets that we have now, perhaps, where they're just like, it's cool, we'll wait to the playoffs because the pursuit to make the playoffs is that much harder. Exactly. It's a bit more Champions League vibe. Uh, you look at the group stages nowadays, there's always one big, two, two, two or three kind of big hit teams that don't make it end up in Europa. Exactly. And then you, and then you get your Portos in, in the quarterfinals or whatever. So um, I, I get that point. I get that point. Um, getting, obviously, to get the, the logistics and get the backing of it, that would be another another whole another problem. But I don't mind it. Um, and it, it does provide a lot more drama. So why not why not give it a pop? Well, the playing seem to seem to address a want for one and done games, which I think is linked to a desire to have more individual games that matter. Yeah, in general, so I think that is a potential solution. Like, just literally arbitrarily make games within the re- regular season matter more and more and more over time. You know, you know what I mean. Just, just, just. You can do little round robins and then you come out. So in total, it might be 10 or 15 of the games throughout a 70-game season that you make them mean more. You can't have the 76ers versus Brooklyn Nets and KD chilling. Uh, And then that was the thing. Kyrie sat the last eight minutes just like, yeah, I can't be bothered with this. Not him, but obviously the coaching just like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm like, damn, like. Adam Silver must have just been. Adam Silver must have been chewing. Oh my the, goodness! The thing is, do you, do you, the thing is, do you think it's the game, the players, or a combination of both? Because, like I, I we talked about how we got into the game. I really, I started watching late noughties, but I was aware of basketball during like the noughties, like where it was still rough and tumble. I watched it with my cousin just sparingly and that was his error. And they wouldn't do any of this in oh, it's kind of like just, bro. just you think you think someone like like anyone, you think Kobe's take Kobe doesn't take bro, nights off, you bro. know. He's, he's circling in the calendar. Like you, you hear these crazy I'm stories saying, about MJ, bro. like, oh, that one guy's got one steal off me when it, when it was me via the Charlotte Hornets, you got that one steal. That's he's, when I took it personally. You know, <laughs> he's circling March 26th. Like, I'm going to drop 60 on his ass. Even these guys care. I, I, that's my main thing for him. Because you can come up with schemes and stuff, but the player power is is rising and rising in the NBA association. And the only thing with that is you're hoping the, the people that are the face of the, the power. Mm. So you've got LeBron. LeBron's a still a shining example. If that man is healthy, he's playing. Doesn't yeah, care yeah. who he is. He's like, I've got a... I've got a uh, commitment to the fans. To the, he always says, "I got a commit." What if there's one kid out there who's been, you know, saved all his money up to come see? Yeah, me? legit. I turn up, he's not there. Like that's his dream broken. That's how he views it. But you see these other cats where Kyrie and KD, they ain't wired like that. So you just hope, like the league, no matter what rules they bring into play, no matter what 
kind of mechanisms they come up with. You just hope that the players still care and want to compete because ultimately that's I think that's the way it will end up going. Bro, the only other thing they're gonna do, they're gonna start clamping down on having max players in teams and say, listen, we'll just have to make it more competitive that way. Just make it harder. Like everyone's got one star. Every game matters more. You're jostling more. Every every you know every, every game just means a bit more. Um, yeah, man. Uh, very very pissed off with um, the 76ers Nets game yesterday, and I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold just that. On Toby's point, um, why do you think that is that this at this era of basketballers they are they're not that they're not what they're very wide. They're wired very differently to say... I'd like to answer that. I'd like to answer that because I know the answer to this, in my view. Firstly, they're paid so much, it's chill. Number two, it's it's, it's us, it's the media, it's the fans that just say all that matters is rings, all that matters is the regular season. I mean, all that matters is the... All that matters is rings, all that matters is um, the postseason, how you do in the playoffs when it really matters, when the chips are on the line. That's it. So if that's the narrative, that's what we're pushing that's the product, then why would you bother doing anything in the, in the regular season? I, I think it's like a lot of these, a lot of these superstar players, they've been, they've been in this world of having, you know, being pampered to at such a young age as well. Cause they're, when they're, 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 the, they're the high school star, the college oh, yeah, superstar. Yeah. So they, they've all, they all know each other. They, they said they're, they get everything, you know. They get their shoes tied for them, and, every, and you know, and everything. So they've got. It's, it's just the life that they're sort of like accustomed to. Um, and at the end of the day, they are, they are the asset of, of the team. So and they they don't want to damage that asset, especially with how we touch on, on on injuries again of, of how of how the league's sort of going with with the amount of games that are being played. And they, I think they've, they've openly said that you know they. They don't really care until I think the main point is no one they don't really care about the regular season. They know they're getting to the playoffs, and that's when they will turn it on. Basically, it's just it's just it annoys me. As I said, I don't even mind load management. I'm a doc. I'm pro load management because I'm like, there's no point in getting injured. But it's like when it's the big games, nationally televised game. Where's your professional pride, man? Where's like your competitive edge? Be like, oh, actually, you know what? Okay, and B's been saying this about me. Let me let me go and stomp him. Ugh. You know when like Giannis, when, when see that's why I love Giannis, yeah. When he played the Seventy Sixers and they won, and he sat and he sat on their logo after sinking a dagger. Remember that? And and people, thought, I was like, I was loving it. I was like, yeah, man, yeah, it does matter. <sighs> ah well. Is that a trick question? Thank you, Stephen. A. Okay, let's let's lighten it up, All right? We talked about Steph earlier, and it got me thinking. In fact, it wasn't that who got me thinking. Um, there was a segment on First Take earlier this week, right? where Stephen A and Kendrick Perkins were arguing who was more influential or whatever, who was better, Steph Curry or Magic Johnson. I'm not going to get into that, but gives me a chance to, you know, play a little bit of fun, right? So I've set the boys the challenge of giving me their all-time starting five in a team that, that you're picking to make a five-year run. So this is any player in history to make up a team of five for a five-year dynasty run. 
K-Dot obviously wanted to add a little bit of sauce, so he he's asked to include a six-man. And I said, hey, you know, if you want, if you want to add a little bit of flavour with a six-man, that's fine. But make sure the six-man isn't just like, oh, okay, another superstar. Make it someone who, you know, he's not a previous MVP, not a previous champion, but, you know, in your eyes, a good, useful player. I'm going to let the Dudley boys go first. Then I'll say mine and K-Dot can go. Um, Tobes. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Uh, so I've gone with t- traditional positions, but that doesn't mean it's a traditional team. Uh, so after I'll start, obviously, back court, head to the front court. <sighs> tough one, a point guard. Tough one. You know, I had Russ down straight away, but nah, oh. just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just want to trigger all you lot. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I actually put Steph Curry at my point. Uh, and the reason I did that, uh, it was literally a toss-up between him and Magic. But the way I dis- the way I digested this question was to make a five-year run in today's game. And today's game, three is more than two. Steph Curry, we've said, elite shooter. Uh, he's done it all. He's hit the 50-40-90. He's the best shooter of all time. He's led the league in steals, unanimous MVP. Yada, yada, yada. Shooting guard. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Is there any other way to go around it? I don't know. I know you're going to have a lot of Kobe diehards out there, but the man is a machine. Uh, We all know about his scoring titles, historic MVP runs, finals MVP. What I really, really like, really like is the defensive player of the year and nine-time all-time defense. My team, my team... They're going to score on you, but they're also going to be able to defend on you. Oh, my gosh. I, I picked I picked that that two-way two way balance. Uh, at small forward, I have a guy from uh, a little town in Akron, LeBron James, the king. Good. Good self, the goat. Kanye, kind of self-explanatory. Don't have to go too deep. Uh, child prodigy that turned into everything you expected of him. And he can also run the point too. So I've got Steph Curry also be able to play off ball, spot up in the sh- in the corners, spot up anywhere. LeBron dishing it to him, pulling it up from free, and not to mention MJ in today's game. If you said if he's playing with someone like Steph Curry in the backcourt, you think MJ's going to be like, I want to be better than this guy at three point shooting? Fam, them shootouts in free in the in practice, MJ will be like a solid forty two percent three point shooter just just by definition of being with Steph. So. Uh, if you say so, mate. <laughs> oh man, come on. Um, all right now. I think probably a lot of three, a lot of us three probably share combinations of that. My power forward might be a little bit rogue. I don't know if any of you will have him. I've gone with Kevin Garnett. Fantastic. Kevin choice. Garnett is a power forward before his time. Uh, he would he would dominate today's game, honestly, because he was doing pretty much everything you would ask of a uh, four um, just a bit earlier. Uh, also one-time champ, uh, another defensive player of the year. Uh, can do it all points, rebounds, scoring, assists, um, and just the intensity. Oh man, he's gonna he's gonna be great. And he w- and I think he could shoot the freeze in today's game too. Uh, lastly, at center, uh, I've got Hakeem Olajuwon, and I picked I picked the dream because got post moves, no one could stop. Again, another defensive player of the year. Uh, one of the only other players, I think, the only player in NBA history to to have 200 blocks and 200 steals in a game. 
he could do it's it. Not all. A, definitely not in a game in a season. Oh, sorry, a sorry. <laughs> <I can imagine. laughs> cheat code, cheat code. Uh, in a season, uh, yeah, and also another player in today's game who I think could excel. It, like imagine Cat, right? But amplified but by ten better. on yeah, the defensive much, floor. You know what I mean? Much better. But like just better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, again, another guy who's switchable. You've got multiple defensive player of the years, multiple MVPs, multiple offense. Uh, multiple off-ball movement. I've got two bigs who I think in today's game could learn to shoot the three. Got great shooting, death touch. Awesome backcourt. A nice balance and size. So that was my starting five. Steph at point. Michael Jordan at shooting guard. LeBron James at small forward. Kevin Garnett at power forward. And Hakeem Olajuwon at centre. Lovely. Lovely. Can't can't disrespect it. I'm not going to sit here and disrespect any of these players. Absolutely not. Um, Ollie, I just want to see if you had the exact same as Tobes, basically. He's yeah, it's, it's, it's a little similar. Oh, really? Shock. Yeah, he's a little similar. Okay, uh, what um, you got? So with the with the point, I was a bit fifty fifty between um, between Magic and uh, and Jason Kidd. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Pure, a lot of Jason Kidd purely on because he he's one of the, arguably one of the best point guards in in. NBA history plus with his three pointer with his three pointer and him being able to sort of facilitate the ball and but obviously magic just purely on the basis that he's that he's Magic Johnson basically and he was the greatest point guard so, of all time. So who then? Who then? Who? Um I, I would say I'll go I'll go with Magic. Yeah, thank you, thank God. <laughs> I'd have been cheeky Jason Kidd over Magic could have been outrageous. But yeah, Jason Kidd is No, he is sick. He is sick. He is sick. I, I underrated in, in NBA history but um, yeah number two I don't think you can look past anyone else apart from Michael Jordan uh, so for, for all the reasons that Toby give, had given number two at MJ number th- at the three um, I've got Larry Legend Larry Bird oh okay yeah yeah because uh, I think he's you know if he was shooting you know he's arguably one of the best shooters of all time um and, you know if, if, when he was playing for the Celtics I think he averaged like two attempts but if you say okay you can have, you can have 10 attempts a game now um and uh, with his skill set as well um he's another one who can will be able to facilitate the offense um number four I've got LeBron playing the playing a power forward okay good good yeah nothing nothing to because I, I think yeah I think that's well, I think he he started to play a bit at the Lakers, but he's obviously gone a bit more into the point guard and, and playing playing a t- traditional three. And and at the five, I did have Hakeem, um, mainly for the reasons I think he's very simple. I think the closest he'll be playing to is, is more sort of like Joel Embiid on the defensive side, the you know the the, the post moves and sort of how how technically good he was as well. So what so, you got the dream there? Yeah. Oh, you got the, oh, the, the dream. Okay, nice. Okay, right. My turn. My turn. Now, you've got to remember, yeah, this game is obviously created by me. Um, but also, <laughs> you need to remember this because I'm, I'm feeling a bit stressed, yeah. But you've got to remember, this is for a five-year run, number one, Okay. <laughs> Ollie, have faith. Number two, you need to remember that the modern NBA realistically 
is probably better than the NBA of the past. I'm sorry, purists, this, that, and the other, but by and large, they're probably more athletic, probably can, you know, do more. Analytics has come through. Um, so bear that in mind. And the third thing I want you to bear in mind is that at the level we're talking about, yeah, everyone's sick. Everyone's sick and sick. So what I'm looking for is a championship culture, a winning culture, a conducive culture that I think that will get me through to the five years. Okay. So in the point guard position, in fact, let me start the front court. In my front court, I have the king, obviously. I need I needed to make that very clear. I've got the king um, up in there, you know, power forward, small forward. doesn't really matter for him. He's going to be my fulcrum. He's going to be the culture setter. He's going to be that guy. Simple as. So the king's in. I don't think there's any disputing that the king, LeBron James. Alongside him, I have Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant, the reason why I chose him is because he is a singularity. And that's what I was looking for in my team. I was looking for singularities. What he can do, his skill set, and the fact he doesn't really need the ball is incredible, as you know. I wanted, uh, I know how I want my team to play, and you'll see how I want my team to play, and he's a key part of that. Furthermore, with LeBron taking up all the media duties, KD ain't got to worry about any of that stuff. He can focus on his game, just really enjoy it, you know? So you get that night, you get that, you get that enjoyable KD. In the centre position, centre position I thought I found difficult because as I said, I was going for I was going for singularities. I was going for people that I think were just too sick as a one-off, right? And shout out to people that didn't make the list. That include Tim Duncan. I was going to play him at the five. Just a nice, just a big fundamental. Just, you know what I mean? He's a winner. He's played in a winning culture. No issues with him. He would have been great. Didn't quite make it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar didn't quite make it. Again, I think I'm being a bit harsh. And Shaquille O'Neal didn't make it. Though I'm thinking of changing it. Because I went with the Akeem the Dream. A larger one as well. For the same reasons as you guys. Because he's a beast. He's so technically skilled. But actually, despite his size, he's quite light-footed. He can defend a bit in the perimeter. He can probably switch on players more. Um, and I thought you guys were going to go for Shaq and um, Hakeem got the better of Shaq in the 95 finals. So I thought that, but fine. Okay. Hakeem's there. Now my backcourt, I got the chef. Unbelievable guy. Amazing. Obviously everything you said, but in a number two guard position, I do not have Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And I want to say it's not because I don't think he's sick. Because he's the goat, okay. I can, I can barely get the words of it. He is the, the he's the the goat. But first, I want to beat him. I want to be the person to take him down. I want my team to be the team to take him down. I don't want this perfect record. Number one, number two. You ain't getting five years in a row out of him. He's retiring after three, and he's leaving a massive hole in your team. <laughs> he's he's playing baseball, and he might come back midway through your fifth season. So you need to bear that in mind. And secondly, I wanted to stick with a formula that works. So I have Chef Curry as the point guard. I have Clay Thompson in the two. I have KD in the three. 
I have LeBron in the four and I have Hakeem Olajuwon in the fifth. You can see my team has got culture. It's got a playing identity and it's a system that works. We've got a 73 team win team on steroids. Done. And I, I think, honestly, my team, I don't think you can beat it. I don't think you can beat that team. It's too balanced. It's too futuristic. It's too much analytics. What can, I don't know what you can do with that team. So many playmakers, you can decide to switch up, t- up or down their usage. Oh, and then you've got the king. So that's me. Kato. Thoughts? Oh, I, liked, I liked the way you were thinking. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting one. Um, my one, uh, similarly, I tried to find reasons as to why I wanted those people in there. Um, so I'll start off by saying, at guard. <laughs> um, for <university>. um <laughs> I'm joking. My, my starting point guard is um, Magic Johnson. Oh, okay. So you've gone, you gone the Magic route. Yeah. So the reason why I picked him was between 81 and 84, which I think was his three-year peak, he averaged 17 points, eight rebounds, and 10 assists with two steals. Now, I think he's a walk-in mismatch. And... Um, and he just his pure assist numbers are just unbelievable. Yeah, ben Simmons is locking him up these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at six eight, no, but at six eight, I think he's um, he, yeah, he's he just a pure mismatch. And actually, he, you know, there's, there'll be times where we could play small ball and he kick him up to centre. Why not? <laughs> um, <clears throat> people may 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 say, oh, he, defensively he wasn't that great, um, but I don't think it would matter. I just think that he'd be such. Um, he's got an a amazing score. offensive player, yeah, transcendental player. That um, I don't think it would matter, and I want bums on seats. So okay, yeah, true. <laughs> um, starting uh, shooting guard, I couldn't look past Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and yes, potentially he may go and play baseball, but hopefully <laughs> I'll hopefully get over his gambling addiction. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that, um, and come back. So between 87 and 1990, his three-year peak was 33 points, six rebounds, and six assists. That is not, I don't need to explain too much. He was just extraordinary, extraordinarily talented. Um, the man can walk on water, so what can I say? Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to explain, yeah. And then, yeah, from St. Mary St. Joseph High School, small forward <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> Um, between 2009 and 2012 his three-year peak was 26.7 rebounds and six assists yeah he's, he's probably the best athlete um, the game has ever seen um, yeah and, he, and actually at that particular point of his career um, he was probably seven rebounds a game um, he was averaging about about two steals per game as well. So he was actually he wanted to play he wanted to play defense. He was elite. He was an elite uh, defender. Exactly. So, um, and the reason why I'm going by the the, the, the three year window is, is that I think that their dec- their, their decline isn't going to be as significant as other players that I thought of. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So looking at their peaks of their careers and seeing 
okay, the next, the last two years, how how are they going to drop off? And I and I think just from watching them, um, especially especially LeBron James, he's actually aged very very nicely. Yeah, Le- that's the thing with LeBron. Well, all of us are making it to the finals at least. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, um, go on, who you got less? The other two. Yeah, so uh, starting uh, uh, power forward. Oh, come on now. I'd be it'd be blasphemous of me not to pick him. My man Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, finally, unbelievable, someone. unbelievable. His his game will age well. <clears throat> Number one, his three year peak was twenty three points a game, twelve rebounds, three assists, and two blocks per game. Just fundamentally, yeah, so, so elite, an absolute warrior. As you as you mentioned, he's got that winning personality. He's not going to attract attention. And actually, if we do come into salary cap hell, he'd be the first one to take a pay cut. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the, the controversial one. So, oh, I think again, I know you're going for. Go on. No, no. Um, I had to go with Shaq. I had to go with Shaq. Oh, you center. do go with Shaq. His oh, three-year okay. peak between two thousand, yeah, you have nineteen ninety nine and two thousand and two was twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Now, people might argue, oh, but I, 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 I um love the, the things that you brought up about him. Now, I guess his, his game didn't it, it, um, didn't age very, very well at all. Um, but what I would do is I would chance it and play him for like 25 minutes a game and, you know, just hope and pray that his, his knees hold up. <laughs> during, that, during, during that run, he was unbelievable. He was so dominant. It was hard for me to pick. Yeah, yeah, else. I, I agree with you. And that um, was that was one thing that was difficult for me because it was like, no matter you talk about skill, this, that, and everything, he was just he was just too yeah, he was just too dominant. Man, he was he was averaging twenty eight point six points and twelve rebounds. Just, like he just he can get enough rebounds for me over the twenty five minutes, and I can just kick Shaq up. Um, yeah, Shaq yeah. up. I can kick um, play a bit of small ball, and just give it to. Give it to whoever, whoever else. So, whoever so, offense. so who's your six man then? I know you were keen on the six man. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a bit funny. Um, <laughs> it was a difficult one for me. It's really um, just Lou Will. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Jamal, Jamal Crawford. I thought you were going to say Jamal Murray. I was like, yeah, why them? Yeah. I can't man on Anthony. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, no, nice! No chip, no chip, no MVP. Oh, I had John Stockton. That's good. He's good def- defensively. Same. Well. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I had um, no, I had Jamal, I had Jamal Crawford. I had Crawford. I had um, Anthony or, or Jamal Crawford. Nice, nice. Right. I'll take, I'll take, um, I'll take Tracy McGrady. Ah, T Mac. He never won MVP. Every, nah, man, nah. nah. Oh, he's still nice. Hey, the guy was a the guy was a volcano. Nah. He was a he was a certified bucket getter. Nah, I like that. I like that. you know. I like all your teams. I'll give you that. Now I'm just going to spend two minutes just uh, talking through your team slash eviscerating them, but not eviscerating them. But you know, let's let's have a chat. Okay, first. So Tobes, I like your team. I'm going to say straight off the bounce. The things I like about your team, I like the balance. I think you've got a lot of dog in that team as well. Kevin Garnett and MJ on a team. Whew, that's tight. That's tight. Um, difficult difficult to criticise, to be fair. Um, what I would say is two, three is more than two. I, I don't think you've prioritised 
your perimeter game maybe as much as you could have. You're banking on your team, obviously developing, developing their threes, which is fair. I mean, you've got MJ, but it's a five-year run. You know, you don't want to spend the first two years having to try and sort of get their numbers above average. That's what that's what I would say. But I've got to say, your team is strong. Your team is very strong, very balanced. Um, and I like the fact that I think probably LBJ will probably be your the brains of your operation. You've got so much dog in there and you've got so much finesse with a chef. So I love it. Um, Oli, your team. Again, strong. I mean, the team is difficult. It's difficult. My question, my question to you is: How are you got? How are you playing? Well, I just we just give uh, the, the 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 offense through magic. Bird, bird hangs out on there in in the corners. Yeah, but you have bird. MJ, LeBron setting screens, a key roll into the rim. <laughs> I think you got too many ball handlers in there. That's the thing. That's my issue. I don't know if I don't I don't think that Larry Bird's gonna be sitting in the corner. The guy the guy you know what I mean, that guy. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I think you got a lot of ball handlers there. I, I, yeah, that's that's the only thing I'd say about your team, mate. And again, on on the on the perimeter again, this is the modern NBA man, analytics. You know, don't don't get in your don't get in your feelings about it. Well, apart from your team, then, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit. Yeah, your, your analytics are a bit. <laughs> whatever. Don't chat about my team. We'll get to my team. K dot your team. I liked your team. I like the fact you got Tim Duncan in there. The thing I like about your team, K dot, is the personality. I, I like Tim Duncan in there. I like um, Magic and MJ. A little bit of Shaq in there. I like I like the personality. I think on the perimeter, you'll really struggle. Again, I don't know what you guys are not rating the free. You ain't got any, you haven't got any sharpshooters. Um, that's my question. As a team, as a dynasty, what are you going to be defined as? How are you playing in this generation? Um, I was hoping, you know, I was hoping you were going to take a, a leap of faith, K-Dot. You know who I genuinely think would improve your team? The Joker. I was hoping you would say the Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, because because, because thought, you, can stretch, you can stretch the five. You've got enough defense. Um, you know what I mean? You've got a lot going on in the paint there. I was, I was thinking about it, but then when I saw Shaq's peak... Yeah, there's just nothing you can... <laughs> yeah, just, just like... <laughs> <laughs> he literally... <laughs> He literally was a meteorite, like it just it was unbelievable. Because because weirdly, um the Joker was in, in my in conversation for mine, but I was like, I don't need more scoring. Which brings it to my team. Listen, boys, I don't mean to say that, you know, I don't want to be biased. But my team, it combined my I think you're just shaking your head, but what is the weakness in my team? Defence. What's wrong with my defence? I got okay. KD, I got Hakeem. I got KD, I got Clay, I got LBJ. KD, KD's man. <sighs> Bro, when we Curry, talk about Curry's getting bullied. Who's yeah? getting bullied? Curry's getting Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Curry, Curry's court. It depends who you get matched up with. No, like, I'm front, my Kareem's front court's front, mad. Kareem's front, Kareem's front court will have their way with yours. Your fr- Kareem's front court ain't going to do nothing, bro. Who's, who, L, LBJ and KD are not going to mark Shaq Le, uh, t- and Tim Duncan. That's, yeah, but two, two. Listen, only one of them can get the ball at anyone's. Well, how many? Yeah, there's only so much you can dunk. We'll, we'll hack a shack out. Yeah, 
He'll be struggling. <laughs> you know what I mean? TD, TD's quite good, but you can't compare him offensively to a LeBron or a KD. I, just, I got too much firepower. I got right, so right, much I've, balance. We've gone around this wrong. I don't know why no one's <laughs> calling out Clay. I mean, you had you can pick, and I love Clay. I do love Clay. Yeah, but, but you could pick any shooting guard in yeah? the history of the NBA. I love Clay. I'll stand. Clay, Clay is Clay is my secret weapon. He doesn't need the ball. Watch it. The thing is, MJ will get an amazing forty points. He'll drop fine. MJ's going to drop forty on me. Shaq's going to drop thirty-five and so on me. And then all of a sudden, you'll be like, "Hold on, Clay's got sixty through three quarters." I'll be like, "Yeah," because he's been shooting open threes all game. He's passing it to him. Stephanie, um, LBJ, LB. the chef. So, so for for a right. start, Tobes, Tobes. The thing is, yeah. as well, you've got to bear in mind. I know for a fact the system already works. Chef Clay and KD have been a juggernaut. Clay and Chef have had the best regular season in Team Show. You can't even argue because the system, I know for a fact the system works. I, I'll bring, I'll take <laughs> it back from that and go back to your singularity point. Singularity. <laughs> Give me MJ over Clay Thompson <laughs> any day. The guy would lock him up in his Yeah, you, but you, don't, you think he's worried about yeah. you, 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 Everyone's like, oh, Clay's off ball movement is amazing. He gets into. MJ will just outrun him and be there in his face. You can't guard nine Clay because he defensive. only needs one. Nine-time need... NBA all defensive. But he got, he got, he scored. What was it? Sixty points or four dribbles or something against today's <laughs> defense. Yeah, but he, no, but I'm you saying you can't lose, defend him. You can't game. defend him because he doesn't need to dribble. He just needs I think to it was catch the it. Sacramento Kings or. Listen, well, M- you know MJ, I mean? MJ is the goat. <laughs> MJ is the goat. He's hundred percent the goat, but he doesn't move faster than the ball. If someone <laughs> Clay literally just has to get you seen his release, boys. You are underestimating MJ. Listen, MJ can't MJ can't shoot the free. I'm sorry, mate. Give him a couple of games in. <laughs> I'm not even worried about him shooting the free because you got um, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, a we've team. You've got other players to do that. Okay, so someone, like, oh, Kado, you you're not going to come and defend me on this. Listen, it's a team sport. You, how many scorers do you need? No, I've, no, I've I'm got big enough the defensive side I've, of MJ here. That's yeah, but I'm I've saying. got I've got three elite scorers. All right, done. I don't I didn't need MJ. As crazy as it sounds, I actually didn't need him. But by the time I'd made my front court, I was like, I'm blessed. I got enough ball handlers. This that and never. I want my team balanced. I don't want people to have to need the ball all the time. But if I want it, I can say, okay, like Katie, this is Katie's usage can just come up above you know twenty eight, twenty nine percent. This that and the other. Chef, you go down. Okay, you spot up. Clay, you spot up over there. Nah, I mean, hey, I did the same. I did the same. My the ball holders in my team are MJ and Bron. That's it. Steph Curry does never. The guy just like but this body is, dimensions. That's it. <laughs> like, what I would say, Tobes, because the game labels it. You know what I mean? Like otherwise, he'd be happy just run around and shoot freeze all day. Like I'm, I'm sending for Oli and K Dot because I think in the fight in this tournament in the finals it'll be me my team versus Tobes. A big upset. MJ MJ you're, out you're in the you're first round. Underestimating, underestimating the. Larry Legend in here. Oh, that's a good point. Kado, I think your team might be out in the first round too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Defend it then, isn't it? Defend it. <laughs> you look shocked. <laughs> you look shocked. <laughs> Come on, think about how is your team... Okay, fine. Defend it then. How is your team going to play though? Because you can see I've come with a culture. I've come with a, a very clear style to completely stretch the floor. Make everyone unguardable and then make Clay my secret weapon. I 
just think I just think give the ball to anybody. <laughs> oh, you d- and I love we'll, that. We'll, we'll be you, all right. You know what he's doing? He's doing the Steve Nash method. <laughs> yeah, just, just, <laughs> whoever offense, isn't it? Just whoever. Kareem's like, listen, I'll just call the timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah you look coach, coach yourselves, isn't it? <laughs> I just call the timeouts, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, fair enough. Has anyone got any thought? Um, okay, Ollie, genuinely out of these four, who do you think's got the best team? Or are you backing yourself? You can back yourself. Oh yeah, I'm backing myself. Oh, okay. Fine. That's I, I say. I, I said that even when we was talking before, I I don't see any any assortment of players. I think that's facts. <sighs> I think I think Larry Bird was a very good pickup. I got to say. Because he's a sharpshooter as well. But again, three's more than two, man. I think my, my team is just analytically set up to go the whole way as well. You've got to bear that in mind. Like, you're too, acting too like my team's not elite. I have got Kevin Durant. I've got Kevin effing Durant. You know what? You know what I, you know what I see? I'm surprised no one else chose Kevin. You know who you don't have? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm coming player. to this point. Yeah, but no, it was in the 80s, bro. We've got, we, we've, got, we've got analytics over here, yeah? You you would win the regular season. <laughs> but my team would eat yours in the playoffs. Uh, I've got to say, that's one thing I've got. Mentally, KD I've got a few. just in Durant's head. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At home and making my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, rattling man. his brain. KG, the ultimate smack talker with MJ. My God. And that's, and that's what I do like. Your team's got dog. I've got to say, your team's got dog. Um, which would sh- would which would shake me up? I, I can see Kevin KG psyching out KD. <laughs> <laughs> but I, hey, oh, I, horrible man! Like I, I love him. But like, I, I, but, that's that's everyone's homework. But I think the important me me keeping the Golden State Warriors together is I think that's a big. I think you're underestimating that. That's a proven system, a team that works. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not getting much love for the team. I have to put it out to. You. I have to put it out on the IG. I have to put it out on the IG. And people, listen. This does not mean I don't think MJ's the goat. Please do not send for me regarding this. I think MJ was a fantastic player. <laughs> what, what you get bricks for your window? <laughs> you know what I mean. I think he was a fantastic player, but I've got a vision. I've got a system that doesn't involve him. And I can't have him leaving to play baseball halfway through my run. We'll, we'll see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's, who's doing the awards this week? I've got player of the week. Ollie, what countdown would you like, my good friend? Um, do countdown. Actually, who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? You ready? Okay, the hoop call. Player of the week as chosen by Ollie. Let's go. Um, first of all, I wanted to give a shout out to the person who I had very close second and is the most disrespected player in the NBA at the moment. Paul George. And that is Paul George. <laughs> he's been on a tear at the moment, but I just couldn't I couldn't look past um, this, this player who already discussed, and that's Steph Curry. Finally, the guy. Is this I his first is this his first one? No, I don't think so. Well, right, remember right at the beginning of the season where he was just dropping bombs. Yeah, um, but yeah, Steph, last seven games, I think, you know, we've already sort of touched on it, 40, 40 points, shooting over 50%. And that's over 13 attempts a game, he's shooting over 50%. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. It's um, a joke, man. And I think in one, in one stretch, he, in, in one three-game stretch, he, he 
dropped 29 three pointers, which is <laughs> which is just ridiculous. And yeah, and the the one other thing is as well, which we've been quite heavy on Golden State is they're actually winning games. Yeah, I think they won four, one four straight, have they? Yeah, they're run, actually yeah. winning games now. So yeah, um, it's it's not just sort of empty stats, and he's he's single handedly doing it himself. Respect. Where's, where's my respect button? Oh, yeah, I, I, you, I was so close to picking Paul George. Nah. <laughs> I couldn't, though. He's the most disrespected player in the league. You understand me? When y'all say my name, put some respect on That was for PG, all right? That is a, That's for yeah, PG. You are a hate. You're the hate. You're the PG. I'm not hate, a PG so. hate. I just say what I see. I say what <laughs> that, I see, bro. That one play. Mate, <laughs> no, no, to- Tobes knows as well. Tobes probably hasn't forgiven him for, for his meltdown in OKC. <laughs> where Russ dropped, got like, Ru- well, yeah. Russ dropped like 47. Um, no, the one, was it the year before when they got bounced by Utah? When was that? In the elimination game when Russ dropped like 47 and Paul George got five. Just no show. Who's got team of the week? Who's got team of the week? Yeah, that'll be me. Yes, Tobes, what are you thinking? Uh, countdown, please. Countdown, I know you like Countdown. The Hoop Call Team of the Week by Topes. Honourable mention mentions to the Scorching Suns. Nine and, one, nine and one in their last ten. Correct. But uh, K-Dot is looking kind of fresh. The UK has got their barbers back. And in that very <laughs> mindset, I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they've been great. Eight and two in the last ten. Paul George is on fire. Damn it! Uh, and they're winning, and they're winning. Uh, I didn't want us to do this, but big, big factor with, with Rondo coming in. I know that you know what that kind of stressed me out. You know, I was like, oh my goodness. I think his mindset—he's brought a bit more steel and edge to that team. You know, where Kawhi and Paul George aren't the mouthpieces. It's a yeah, it's a valid point. Uh, Marcus Morris is playing good. Reggie Jackson with some new goggles is playing quite nice. Zubac is exactly game winner as well. I, know, right? I like this kid you got on your bench, Ollie. This Terence Mann guy. Terence Mann is nice. Yeah, looking yeah, like a nice really player. Call um, them, they're calling him. They're calling the him. They're calling him New Will, aren't they? Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he, does, he does look. He's looking really good. He's playing. He's playing some big minutes this season as well. So yeah, I'm happy with him. I respect. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was close to that. The Suns have been impeccable. I mean. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> They're exceeding expectations. Really At the start of the season, I was like, they, they'll be good. I didn't think they'll be this good. So, Chris, I'm Chris really Ball, happy Chris Ball's it. got to be in the MVP at least discussion, man. But you know, it's just he doesn't. His numbers aren't gaudy. Yeah, if we weren't blinded by the lights of he, numbers. He's he, a, he, impact wise. You know what I mean? If it was like uh, most impactful players, yeah. then he's he's winning hands down. He's like, but a, he's yeah, like, we don't talk about the Clippers enough. No, uh, um, despite being a big team in LA and uh, that's why I thought I'd show them and then they're on the, they've got the longest uh, winning streak at the moment at seven so let's see how they yeah, go I, see how they fare no I, I like what the Clippers have been doing I like them as a team um, as much as obviously they're my great rivals I still think they might be one of the only teams that might be able to knock off these nets so I hope if the Lakers don't make it the Clippers make it through and do something um only thing I'd say is, Ollie, we've seen this before with the Clippers. They have these nice runs and everyone says, oh, yeah, this, this is the real Clippers. This is the Clippers we know they could be. 
I don't know, lose four straight or something. I feel more com- comfortable this season than last season because I watched a lot of Clippers games last year. And we just we yeah. were winning, but we didn't look good. Yeah. But this now, now we are looking good, and I think Rondo is a big factor in that. And when we get playoff Rondo as well, which is a, a thing. statistical yeah. thing. Yeah, it's he's, a thing. He's, he's, so I, I am looking forward to it. I'm a bit more because I, I always. I, I I approve of the trade for for Lou Will, but I know a lot of people didn't for sort of like sentimental reasons. But need a win, man. Yeah, no. Full full, full stop. My my question over the Lou Will trade was like that was one of like the Clippers things. They had like a strong bench. They had that guy come off the bench. But you know, sometimes you just got to go a different way. And I, I get it. I get it. And been impressed with Rondo. K dot got to say. Um, just a little shout out to Chris Paul. When I watch him and see what's going on, it reminds him, reminds me of you. He's just your type really? of player. Just in the sense that he's just yeah, your yeah. type of player. You know, like the stats aren't gaudy. This sort of, he's just fantastic, fundamental player. He knows basketball. He knows how to get wins. He's just your. Just reminds me of of you. So shout out to Chris Paul. Um, we'll keep an eye on him. Maybe we'll talk to the Suns next week because I'm I'm genuinely just. I want I want you guys to help me understand what makes them so good because I don't know if they've got a superstar but then it's like well what's the definition of a superstar is it always about the number you know so things to discuss there I think um, there'll be a problem in the playoffs 100% okay, well, be a big big problem okay well we'll, we'll put a pin in that I'll, it'll be interesting to discuss that probably next week unless something massive happens um, Oli any matches this weekend Yes, but I haven't got my phone to check. Tobes, Tobes nodding his head. Tobes is ready. I got you. I got you. I was going to back to message. It's a it's a triple whammy. Is, I don't know. Is there some kind of is there a holiday in America this year? I mean, this this weekend? No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we've got Friday game, early game for us. Nice. Oh, go on. Uh, Friday, eight o'clock. Uh, Pacers versus the Jazz. Oh, that's a hoop Friday special. Not 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 too shabby. Uh, on Saturday, you've got. The Jazz again, but this time versus the Lakers at 9.30pm. So again, a decent, not too late. Oh, I'll tune into that one. I want to see what our role players are saying. And on Sunday at 8.30pm, you've got the Brooklyn Nets versus Miami Heat. Wouldn't worry about that, guys. They, they won't play. You know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows he's playing that game? Honestly, don't. Led by Joe Harris and uh, you know what I mean? DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Bird, yeah. That three-headed monster. <laughs> Uh, but you never know. You never know. For whatever reason, he might Steve Nash might just turn around and say, "Yeah, all three of them are playing now." So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, fortunate this weekend. Some good games uh, at reasonable times. So catch them buzzing. if you can. Absolutely buzzing, guys. We need to figure out how to stream live stream. We keep saying we're going to do it. Well, listen, we will do this at one point. All right, okay. We have day jobs, so forgive us. <laughs> listen, <laughs> gentlemen, been an absolute pleasure. Enjoyed it. Interesting to see what the uh, Hoop Nation see of the teams. I just, there must be people out there that think a little bit like me. Um, other than that, peace out. We'll talk very soon. <laughs>